The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd. His name is Jason Koopsik. Dr. Jason Koopsik. What's up, sir? <laughs> uh, we had somebody mention on Facebook I if I was going to call you the captain. And Which I am I think, not going I think to do you that. Should. No, I think you should. I think. Why? Just Why exactly is that? I just, I think it would be, I think it would be fun. I think it'd be a good time. I think you should do this. I think I think we should make this happen. Did you did you see what I commented on there? Hashtag the cap. What? I'm sorry. What? No. Did you see what I replied on there with? That uh, you would tell me that you love me before you ever call me the captain. Yes. I'm good either way here. I'm sitting pretty right <laughs> now. Is what it is. I'm sitting pretty. Um. I didn't say that I was going to do that. I said I would rather do that. Or I would in, I I could see myself doing that before. I think uh, I think you got to choose. I ever call you the C word. The what? <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever say no, can't. I'm not choosing. I you you definitely can't come up with your own nickname. <laughs> I didn't. And come I up don't with like it. the captain, I didn't so come I'm going to find it. something else. I didn't come up with the nickname. I know, but you're you're pushing me to call you that, <laughs> so it already makes me not want to call you that. <sighs> okay, what if you called me? Uh, I don't know. We'll we'll figure something out. I'll come up with something. Okay, like the Swaven Day Boner. Colonel Chubb's Day Snazzy Pants. No, definitely not that. It could it could be uh, that. So guess what? Uh what, my friend? We are currently up to twenty three ratings and reviews. Whoa! Are we gonna read them yeah. shits? Yeah, I got them pulled up right now. Are they all good? <laughs> so actually first I do want to mention that are they good uh, or they shitty? Yeah, I mean they're all they're all five star. God, I love I you guys so ones. much. I love you guys so much. Uh, I want to mention that I'm drinking the Hefeweizen from uh, Big Rip Brewing Company. Nice. I got to get down there, man. I, gotta, I need some refills. It's nice and fresh, too. I just got it. I need some refills. Yeah, you need to come down. Bad. Maybe this weekend. Anyways, no. let's get into <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> let's get into the reviews here. So, All right, let's do it. Skink Weasel says, my what? new source for paranormal news. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Thank you, Skink EJ Weasel. EJ Font says, this is a fun podcast. If you like the paranormal, hosts are well engaged, and I still want to know what kind of doctor is Jason. Proctologist. <laughs> love doctor. <laughs> um, love doctor. 
Uh, one click Lindsay says, okay, I'm usually not into paranormal stuff, but I liked that there was a balance in this podcast. Ooh. Good. I'll definitely keep listening. Thank you for that, Lindsay. Uh, Bink Binkler says, is right here. Just give it a listen already. Oh, sweet, sweet. Uh, Jolie456 says, sorry for the dumb title of the review. Oh, they called it Spooktacular. <laughs> nice, uh, nice. But needless to say, I love this show. I never need to fear boring commute again. Strongly, strongly recommended. That's awesome. Oh, look at this. Paranormal Warehouse left us a review. Oh. Awesome show full of a perfect combo of information and humor would definitely recommend. Thanks, gentlemen. So those are our new reviews. I love it. You guys are freaking outstanding. Yeah. Love that shit. Thank you guys very much. We also have phone calls and stuff, too. Well, at least text. I may have a phone call, but I know I have some texts here, so. Hit it. Let me pull those up real quick. Since we didn't actually do any of these last week, we forgot. That's right. That's right. So, um, I'm not sure who this is. They have an area code of 319. All they say is, uh, you guys kick ass, keep up the good work. Sweet. Thank you. Great text. Yeah. Um, Mike from Holden, Missouri said, if you, if I don't have iTunes, how can I rate your show? Well, unfortunately with, yeah. I didn't even think about when I said I was going to do the giveaway. People that don't have aren't iTunes on iTunes. Yeah, yeah. We'll find a way. I'm going to work on that because I don't think that's fair. For one, it's not. No, but you're if absolutely you don't, right. if you don't currently use iTunes to listen to us, you can still sit down at a laptop or a computer, go to iTunes, and. All you got to do is create a free account. You can name it whatever you want. It doesn't even have to be something you use. And just go in and type us a review. It helps us out a lot. But I will figure out a way that people that don't use iTunes will be able to enter on the contest. He also said, uh, get Dave Schrader as a guest. I bet he would do it. Dave Um, would be a lot of fun. Dave would be a lot of fun to have on the show. Absolutely. I had a... A vending table uh, with our buddy Justin Spurrier, who we've had on the show before. Um, him and I were sitting at the table right next to Dave Schrader yeah. the whole weekend. It was so much fun. Had Dave on one side and uh, Joe Chin and Bruce Tango from Ghost Hunters on the other. It was absolutely ridiculous. I'm sitting there drooling the entire weekend. Sounds fun. It, Why dude, wasn't I there? It was a blast. It was in Gettysburg. Oh, okay. Yep. <clears throat> Never made it out there yet. I will in the near future, I you, hope, to visit my friend that lives out near there. And you would absolutely appreciate all that it has to offer. It's freaking outstanding. Oh, I'm sure I will. Yes. Uh, okay, so the next text. Um, this is Clint. He says, did you oh, guys see the new Bigfoot show called Killing Bigfoot? Killing Bigfoot? No. They are actually going out to hunt Bigfoot. Oh, I'm like, this is this a real like, show. I'm I know like, that a lot of people in the paranormal field... <laughs> are railing against it because they want to protect Bigfoot. Sure. I mean, that makes sense. I think that's what either that or they feel it's ridiculous. So I have a really um, bad joke because initially I thought, is this the new book by like Bill O'Reilly or something killing Bigfoot? You know, 
No. <laughs> no? Okay. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he wrote that. Though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's into history, so right. Bigfoot does have history. I think he's more into, like, alternative facts. If, if I can use, if I could use that term, <laughs> and we got a text from Shaggy that says, oh, yeah, "I wonder if some of those doppelganger stories could actually be bleed through from other parallel dimensions." I think that could be an explanation for all things paranormal, exactly. possibly. So. Exactly. I was going to say, why just? Yeah, we can't just because uh, I've had similar thoughts about that. Uh, you know. Concerning like doppelgangers and whatnot, but what if this whole paranormal thing is just that? Uh, just, you know, alternating par- parallel dimensions or what have you. Um, just fucking crazy. Crazy stuff. But I've had, like I said, I've had similar thoughts. It's awesome. So let's see. Uh, we are now on the Pod Bros Network. We have been for some time now. Hell yeah, man. Excited and- about it. Next week, well, no, it's a week and a half. So, um, Josh froze. Can you hear me, Josh? Did I freeze? Can you hear me? Your video's frozen and you're holding a finger up. (laughs) Is it this finger? Is it the middle finger? Uh, No, it's not. You can still hear me, though. Yes, I can hear you, but I can't see you. Okay, I killed the video. Anyways, I was talking about the Pod Bros Network and next... Next, um, trying to think, two weeks from this week. So in two weeks on the news episode, we will have the boys from Language of Bromance on for the news episode. (laughs) Which will be great. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Dude, oh my God, I'm excited. (laughs) Looking forward to that. If you guys are interested in them, go check out their show, Language of Bromance, and they are on the Pod Bros Network at podbros.com as well. It's kind of like what we got, isn't it, buddy? Little little bromance. Nothing? I mean, if it makes you feel better. (laughs) All right. All right. So you don't even know what we're talking about tonight, do you? I have zero clue. Zero clue. All I know is you said we're going to do a conspiracy show and... This is something that you have personally wanted to talk about ever since you've joined the show, which I mean, yes, I mean, so fuck yeah, this is well, all about it. I got the schedule wrong. Yeah, and that's I all right. thought we were supposed to be interviewing three yeah. girls in the dark tonight, but that's next week. It so makes it sound this like- afternoon when Gina or this morning when Gina messaged me and asking me if we're going to have a graphic for next week's show. It's like shit. <laughs> um, shit. Yeah. I, well, I told her, of course. Yeah, we're going to have a graphic for the show. But then yeah. I texted you, and I was like, "We have no topic tonight." <laughs> You're like, "Hey, by the way, we are fucked." <laughs> I like. So it. yeah, I um I I figured we would do a conspiracy episode because we hadn't done one in a while, and this is actually. Probably the very first big conspiracy thing I ever really researched and got into in high school. And it is the topic of secret prisons. Oh, what the fuck? All right, that's hot. Let's go. Let's do this. So there's a couple different types 
of secret prisons out there. I mean, there's more than what we're going to talk about tonight, probably. But the main ones that I pulled up to talk about are one, the black sites, the CIA black sites around the world that they they might actually some of them actually take place in actual prisons, but they're ones where they're supposed to be doing some clandestine prison stuff in them, stuff and things. Second one, and the one that I was is what I was into in high school, looking into, and always been interested in, of course, is the series of empty manned military prisons around the country that are sitting and ready and waiting to be used in case there's martial law or uprising or that sort of thing. Fuck. So that is what we'll get into the second half of the show, but I'm trying to share this feed so we can get a few more people in here and then I will get into the black sites here. That'll be fun though. So how do you feel about like have you looked into this sort of stuff much Josh? Not really man. Like hardly at all actually. Now obviously I've heard about um, um, the uh, the different prisons and things like that like you, uh, what you were suggesting with uh, if martial law were ever to come to fruition that uh, yeah I've, I've heard about those now I I'm damn sure that I'm probably not hearing about as many as what you're about to tell us well as far as the unmanned prisons some people claim upwards of 800 oh, they are un- they have guards I don't mean they're unmanned no. the empty ones waiting for us but they're guarding have upwards of 800 of those around the country fuck and they actually have a, a lot of them mapped out online, and I have a whole list of different ones in different states we'll go through in the end. But first, yeah. let's talk about the black sites. Okay. So black sites on on even on Wikipedia, it says, in military terminology, a black site is a location at which an unacknowledged black project is conducted. It can refer to the facilities that are controlled by the CIA and used by the U.S. government and its war on terror to detain alleged unlawful enemy combatants. This is from Wikipedia. Uh, An estimated 50 prisons have been used to hold detainees in 28 countries in addition to at least 25 more prisons in Afghanistan and 20 in Iraq. It is estimated that the U.S. has also used 17 ships as floating prisons since 2001, bringing the total estimated number of prisons operated by the U.S. and or its allies to house alleged terrorist suspects since 2001 to more than 100. Damn. And it's countries all over the world. And these ones that we're going to talk about here to start out with are ones that they've at least somewhat acknowledged that they've used before. Oh, my God. Not necessarily the extent of different ones, but that they've used before. I had to wet, wet, wet my whistle. You wet that whistle. Big rib beer. You wet I know that, that turned you on. Well, just uh, just a little bit. <laughs> All right. So, have you ever heard the term Diego Garcia? No. It's, it's in the Indian Ocean. 
Uh, Diego Garcia is an atoll in the Indian Ocean located around 1,600 kilometers south of India and 3,200 kilometers east of Tasmania. The locale is claimed by the United Kingdom as part of their British Indian Ocean Territory. In the 1960s and 70s, the UK deported the native people of the atoll to Meritus and other islands in order to allow for the United States to construct a large naval base known as Camp Thunder Cove. <laughs> so the, the UK went in there and just removed everybody that Got lived there so that we could go in. Just so we could go in and and build this base. Awesome. Uh, the installation is currently home to roughly 4,000 military personnel My and independent God. contractors. My Although God. the UK has long claimed that ghost prisoners haven't been held at Diego Garcia, in a 2015 interview with Vice News, Lawrence Wilkerson, U.S. Secretary of State Colin Powell's former, former chief of staff, revealed that terrorism suspects were abducted and brought to the ocean base for special interrogations. The fuck, man? Wilkerson stated that this was done by the CIA in an immediate aftermath of 9-11. So okay. that's that one. I mean, that's all the information that's been put out there by it, but Damn. who knows what... I mean, it's a, it is a military base, so they use it for other things, obviously, but... but. Damn. Oh my god. That's freaking nuts. Let's move on to the next one. The Tamara Interrogation Center in Morocco can be found in a forest nine miles outside of Rabat, Morocco. The facility is operated by a Moroccan government unit known as the Directorate for the Surveillance of the Territory. In 2003, Morocco was examined by the UN Committee Against Torture. The UN considered evidence presented by the Moroccan government as well as by Amnesty International. Their findings were that, although human rights had generally improved in Morocco over recent years, there were also an increase in report, reported torture cases. In 2004, Amnesty International alleged that the DT, DST is a recurrent and flagrant abuser of human rights. So that prison is there. So the alleged goal was to extract confessions or information from detainees or have them sign a thumbprint statement. In 2010, the Associated Press reported that several U.S. officials had confirmed that the facility was operated by Moroccans but was financed by the CIA. What? Morocco officials deny that the facility even exists. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Alright. So everybody's investigated this place yeah. and found all kinds of torture and stuff. And but Morocco it, denies it exists. But it even. does not exist. But we know that it was it is financed by the CIA. It's interesting as shit, man. I just wonder what you they do in these places. That's what I want to know. I mean, I understand. What these are the things we know about for like this, and some terrorist suspects get taken to these places. But just imagine yeah, but, people probably just disappear and end up in places like this, and nobody knows where or why or what. So with these freaking interrogation practices or whatever, like you, you had a special term for it. I think it was like special interrogation. 
Yeah, enhanced interrogation techniques is the one that they don't want to use the word torture. Thank you. I'm like, okay, so what exactly are they doing? I'm like, is is, is there like well, waterboarding? Are they hanging so, them up yeah, by their big toe? Waterboarding is considered advanced <laughs> or uh, ter- interrogation techniques. So is playing music really loud 24 hours a day? Yeah, dude. Um, force feeding them when they are wanting to eat, and a few other yeah. things too, off the top of my head. Like, but I'm just thinking like the that's the like the stuff that is the advanced. This place actually had what was considered torture going on, probably like car batteries to nuts and <laughs> fingernails ripped off and all kinds of shit, man. Some people, I think, enjoy the car battery hooked up to like nipples and nuts and things like that. Do you know any I'm of not, those people? I am not one of those people, nor do I know any of those people. However... I have heard that they do exist. I will say that. <laughs> Probably do. Yeah. I mean, maybe they uh, Dude, maybe they have retreats that are a lot like these places. Hey. And that's what the CIA is actually doing. Hey, there's an idea. <laughs> right there. Dude, that's perfect. It's perfect. Could you imagine the, um, <laughs> the insurance you would have to hold for a place like that? Yeah. <laughs> Shit's about to get real, guys. <laughs> You're signing waivers and shit at the door. You know what I mean? Like, come on. All right. So this one, I don't know if I can pronounce the second word, but I will try. Do it. Give it the, the old college try. Airport in Romania. Nicely done. Is the main airport for Romania's southern Dobrega region located just a stone's throw away from the popular tourist resorts at the Black Sea coast. In 2015, the airport managed 2,200 flights involving 63,000 passengers. However, some have alleged that the number of these flights were used to traffic ghost prisoners to and from a secret prison on the airport's premises. Romania claims that the airport is only used to transfer as a transfer point for CIA prisoners and not for an actual detainment or interrogations. However, in 2008, USA Today quoted an unnamed Romanian official who claimed that the military portion of the airport contained three buildings which were strictly off-limits to Romanian officials but were frequented by U.S. agents. Sons of bitches, man. More evidence supporting the airport's role in CIA detentions arose in 2010 when Der Spiegel reported that the Swiss intelligence agency Onyx satellite surveillance system had intercepted a fax between an Egyptian foreign minister and an ambassador in London. The communique described the detentions of 23 Iraqi and Afghan natives or captives at the airport. Wow. That's uh, that's impressive. I'll say that. Fuck. I want to know what they're doing. So bad. This one is just called Detention Site Green in Thailand. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Thailand, den- <laughs> Thailand denies the existence of any black sites in its territory, despite multiple reports describing the mysterious detention site green and hinting that it may be located just outside of Bangkok or somewhere in the northern province of Udon Thani. 
According to The Guardian in 2009, the CIA themselves confirmed that they had destroyed 92 tapes of interviews with terror suspects, which were filmed somewhere in Thailand. The report also claimed that the site green was somewhat of an experiment where the CIA honed their waterboarding and other enhanced interrogation techniques, which would later be used at the larger European sites, which the agency would go on to construct. One of the CIA's guinea pigs was Abu Zubadai. I think I'm pronouncing that right. A Saudi national captured in Pakistan in 2002. Zubadai was reportedly waterboarded so severely that bubbles would rise out of his open mouth. What? Abd al-Rami al-Nashiri, the alleged mastermind of the USS coal bombing, was also supposedly held at site green. Reports state that he too was waterboarded in addition to being treated with sodomy, or threatened with sodomy, not treated with sodomy. Sodomy. I'm sorry. (laughs) Shy to me. I'm sorry again. I had to. It's all right. I had to. This is serious stuff, man. I understand that. <laughs> like there is nothing more serious than that. See, the thing is, is now that these things are public, these places, I'm, I'm sure they do it somewhere else. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they move. Can you imagine? It's like like, like all... Area 51 probably has nothing to do. I would Let's guess that around. it's 95 percent certainty that Area 51 has nothing to do with aliens. Oh, yeah, it may absolutely. have. It yeah. may have, but they moved it when it got yeah. out there. Same with this stuff. Huh. I'm just trying to think, like, do they just sit around and think of different ways of how to torture somebody? Like, here's what we do, boys. Like, we fucking take his hand and we we paper cut the webbing between his index and middle finger. And then we spit, chew tobacco in the open wound. Like, do they just sit around and do shit like this? We're going to string him up by his big toe, and we're going to punch him in the balls. Like Probably, you- because honestly, there's not a whole lot of oversight on this kind of stuff. This falls into the black budget area that so like, yeah, not even, like, not even committees in the Senate and, and in the House of Representatives know about this stuff. This falls into a black budget somewhere. Um... Maybe a single member or a couple of people know about this in the government, and they just say, "Do what we need to do." That yeah, kind of just stuff. I mean, get them, get them to talk. That's it. You do Done. this, and we'll have plausible deniability that we know yeah. about it. Son of a bitch! I don't know, man. Well, and this is like uh, I brought this into it because it's the prison thing. Yeah, but as far as CIA tactics and what they're doing around the world, who? knows any of it i mean yeah for sure so the next one is camp limonier in djibouti hey djibouti sorry djibouti is a highly strategic location for the u.s military primarily due to its close proximity to terrorist hot zones such as somalia and yemen as well as the pirate-filled gulf of aden gonna get your booty (laughs) gonna get your booty Located at Djibouti's Amboli International Airport is Camp Limonier, a U.S. Naval Expeditionary Base, officially is the home to the Combined Joint Task Force Horn of Africa U.S. Combat Unit that was mobilized during Operation Enduring Freedom. Unofficially, according to the 2014 report from Al Jazeera America, Djibouti's Camp Limonier 
is also a CIA black site that saw dozens of suspects secretly detained, interrogated, and tortured. Um, so yeah, I mean these all all of these basically have the same story. Yeah. Um, there's another one in Antavia, Lithuania. It's uh, same story, same thing. And somebody they sold this the site back to the government on that one. Oh, huh. The government of Lithuania. So, uh, Stair uh, Kudi Kajkudi, Poland. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Cajun Kudi in Poland, we got it. Uh, okay. It's a restricted military or area in northeast Poland that was used by the Nazi SS outpost during World War II. Uh, 1970s used as Polish intelligence officers. Uh, despite map, map, maps naming the site as a holiday resort, a in 2008, a Polish resort? intelligence resort or source revealed to the BBC that the facility was used by the CIA to detain, interrogate high-value detainees. Huh. Um, yeah, so it's the same kind of thing there. The USS Ashland is one of many ships that are used for detainees. Uh, in 2008, The Guardian reported that human rights organization Reprieve, which cl- claimed that the U.S. had admittedly, admitted to holding at least 26,000 people in secret prisons, Damn. had discovered that the U.S. <laughs> was operating a fleet of floating prisons that yeah. spanned the globe. Yeah. Reprieve's research pointed to at least 17 U.S. warships being used as secret CIA black sites. Among these ships was the USS Ashland, a Webby Island-class dock landing ship that weighs 16,000 tons and measures 610 feet in length. It houses 500 U.S. Marines. Um... It's believed to be connected to a series of abductions out of Somalia, Kenya, and Ethiopian. Um, the Guardian also stated the United States previously admitted that the USS Bataan and the USS Peleliu were also used as prison ships. Uh, the of John Walker Lind, the American Taliban, was one of the most well-known detainees to sail in the prison fleet so these can go anywhere and be anywhere at any time really i I mean in the ocean obviously they can't go on land well yeah but that's what i was Uh, just thinking too i'm like fuck you could put it practically anywhere and the other thing about that is if you put it in international waters you're only governed by international law which you know they don't i mean they would treat that even with less respect than they treat U.S. law, so sure, absolutely, just do whatever they want out there in the wow. ocean. Anything you want. It makes me wonder if maybe Osama's on one of those ships and they didn't actually dump him into the ocean. And you will never fucking. You will never convince me that Osama bin Laden is dead. 
And there's so many different reasons why, but the biggest is where the fuck is the body? They're like, oh, we just dumped him in the water. No, I don't buy it. I'm sorry. It's way <laughs> too fucking convenient. And why the fuck would you do that? You know what I'm saying? It was supposed to be, and according to their burial rituals, why would you? I don't know much about that, but yeah, but why? Why would you even adhere to that? What the yeah. fuck has he done for you? You're gonna grant him that? Who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think that's how most people feel, but of course, there's always the the loudest are always the dissenters, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So let's go through a few other ones here, and then we'll get to the secret prisons, which is the not the secret empty prisons, which is actually like Dude. what I'm really into. So hell yeah, I mean I'm into this stuff, but um, the salt pit in Afghanistan, the salt pit, also known as cobalt, is a former brick brick factory <laughs> located in <laughs> Freudian, <laughs> Freudian slip. There, buddy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's fine of uh, Kabul in Afghanistan. In 2002, the site was converted into a detainee center by the CAA, which earmarked more than $200,000 for its construction. In 2012, the Daily Beast described the salt pit as the CIA's sadistic dungeon. Holy fuck. In an article that examined (laughs) a high-profile death which occurred on the site, on November 20, 2002, Gal Rahman died of hypothermia after being beaten, stripped naked, and chained to the floor during a freezing cold night. In 2014, the U.S. government declassified a U.S. Senate report on the CIA's detention and interrogation program. The report stated that no CIA officers were ever charged with crimes related to the deaths of death of Rahman. Instead, five months after his death, the lead CIA officer who ordered Rahman to be chained up was giving a twenty or given a twenty five hundred dollar bonus for consistently superior work. Of the nineteen detainees huh. identified in the U.S. report on torture, so this is a little different for me because I'm curious what. It's not like they were sitting there torturing him to get information. It's not like they just tied him up to let him suffer. No. So I don't think that's good. Huh. I'm very mixed on the whole like I don't think we should torture people obviously but I don't know enough about the techniques of some of the stuff they use and how much it really works and that kind of stuff I think I'm fine with it (laughs) I think that at certain instances I think I'm all right with it I mean Obviously, I wouldn't ever want it to happen to me, yeah, and I'm just sure don't fuck up. it happens to innocent people. But I just, I just don't know. I think I'm okay with it. Yeah. So I think so, except for the sodomy stuff. <laughs> Though he was just threatened with sodomy. Yeah, even so, so that'd be enough. Be enough. All right. So a few other ones. Um, in Iraq, Abu Ghraib was disclosed as a black site in 2004, and that's where all of this really started. I mean, in the sense of us knowing about it. 
several European countries, particularly the former Soviet satellites and republics, have been accused of and have denied hosting black sites. The Czech Republic, Hungary, Poland, which we know now, uh, Romania, which we also know now, Armenia, Georgia, Latvia, Bulgaria, as by John. Like, I'm really good with geography. I, it's something that I've always been really good at because I, I could pretty... If somebody tells me, where is this on the map, I could just go point at it. And, no, yeah, you are very and good I know at things that. over there change a lot, but I have never heard of Azerbaijan. <laughs> I think what we need to do is just... I think, like, especially for me, I just need to practice, like, the non-regional diction here. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I need to learn how to pronounce all this shit, like all this crazy no, shit. No, yeah. That's my that's, issue. That's true. Uh, I need to more practice of, this. I can no, I recognize names, and I know where they basically are. And I know there's little ones out there that I'm never going to really know about unless I pay attention. But I've, well, I've heard of every single country we've talked about tonight, except for yeah, that one. absolutely. Azerbaijan. Um, where else? You were at Azerbaijan. So the only one I was able to find without doing super deep investigating was... Some claim in Chicago at Homan Square Police Facility, they also have a black site to take people from within the United States if they are found and they want to detain them in that way. Really? Yes. It's an off... It's a a site where they can basically take somebody to detain them indefinitely at their own um, pleasure, so to speak. And not allow them to contact anybody out in the outside world. Shit. They think they are a national risk to people. Wow. That is interesting. So that's all I have. I pulled up for the black sites. No, I like which that. Which we know are, are out there, and I'm sure this was just the little tip of the iceberg of them. I guarantee it. So I tell you what, though. Like, why don't we, why don't we take just a minute and... Uh, hear a brief little word from a couple of our sponsors and then we will jump right back into it are you good with that yeah i'll go refill my beer do that all right be right back guys welcome to paranormal warehouse Paranormal warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers create a profile Add friends. Upload video, audio, and photographic evidence. Discuss theories and techniques in the forum. Create a group for your team or find a team to join. Watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. Life is a mystery. Confusion is all around us. The truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Maybe it was the ghost of an alien that worked for the government. You know, you remove the alien anal probe out of the story and it probably wasn't this guy's worst Saturday night. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. 
all viewed through sceptical eyes and the blurry lens of a beer bottle. Listen to Brent and John make sense of it all each week by subscribing. Find us on iTunes by searching Hysteria 51 or anywhere else fine podcasts are sold. All right, we are back. Huge thanks to uh, our pals over at Hysteria 51 and also our good buddies over at Paranormal Warehouse. Uh, They allow us to uh, kind of hijack their Facebook feed here and uh, bring you guys the Ectoplasm Show live, like as it's happening. So you guys can uh, get your fix of the Ectoplasm Show uh, usually a couple days before it airs. So it's kind of a cool deal. So, um... So, uh, buttons on your underwear. Ha! Sorry. No, Mr. Uh, Richard Rose yeah. is in the chat right now, and hey. he proclaims us the sexiest podcasters of 2017. Ah, oh, Rick, I love you, buddy. <laughs> uh, if he saw your profile picture, I don't know. He might uh, He might change his, uh, change his tune. Oh, yeah. Well, he says, like, a ghost is messed up if it doesn't possess you two. <laughs> the keep, people out there I don't know thinking, what you're talking uh, about the profile picture <laughs> i know that's what i'm saying i wish everybody could see what i see like and my how avatar you is a sexy indian lady with her arms over her head and really hairy armpits insanely hairy armpits <laughs> like those pits are hairier than my pits there i said it it's crazy oh i keep now now that rick said um, you know, a ghost possessing you or whatever. I don't know why, but that scene from Ghostbusters just popped into my head. Where but he Ray, doesn't actually possess. No, he's laying on the bed and his pants get yeah. unzipped and all that shit like that. That's what was popping through my head. It was hilarious. Oh my goodness! What's up, David? How about you, David Glidden's in there too. Hey, what's up, Glidden? So on to the all the next sexy topic. guys come out to next play. Next part awesome. of the topic. Yeah, let's hit it. The secret, empty prisons around the United States. I actually want to go out and find these places. I would be all about. They this. actually have maps of where they're supposedly at what's, online. What's the closest one to like? They you don't or- have one list. I, I'll have to look again. I know there's three or four listed in Kansas, some in Missouri. It doesn't have any listed for Iowa. I'm fine with that. Maybe Nebraska. I don't know. We'll get into that part later. Crazy. Uh, so here. So this stuff, this stuff's a little out there, some of it. Um, the information hasn't changed a lot over the years. And uh, just take it as it is. But a lot of these... Uh, a lot of these... Uh, well, we'll just get into it. So Okay. Uh, this is come straight from a website but this is the same thing that's on every website basically so there are over 800 prison camps in the united states all fully operational and ready to receive prisoners they are all staffed and even surrounded by full-time guards they're all empty these camps are to be operated by fema here's a question for you right off the bat here's a question there's no people there however they are they're uh, guarded, right? Yes. They're staffed, basically. Yes. What the fuck do these people do all day other than, I don't know, play solitaire, 
catch up on their Netflix shit? Like, what what do they, they do? They probably have a routine because... What would that be? I mean, it wouldn't be much. It wouldn't be a lot. Yeah, because you don't have clientele. You have fucking nothing to do. There's nothing to do. Yes, however, they have to keep the prison ready at any moment. They're sitting around feeding the geese. That's what so, they're doing. So, yeah, I mean, they're doing that, but there, there are things to do. I mean, you have to have everything fully stocked food-wise. You have to rotate it and... Clean the toilets. I mean, I know that doesn't take a lot, <laughs> but they have to keep the place ready to have inmates at any moment. Which takes more than you would think. Not a lot, but more than you would think. Feed the geese. <laughs> no, I'm just saying they're feeding the geese. Anyways. Nope. Uh, yeah, should martial law be implemented in the United States as a result of financial collapse or resulting social unrest or other things of the like? Uh, it, all it would take is a presidential signature on a proclamation and an attorney general signature on a warrant to which a list of names is attached. I'm sure our names are on that list already. Beautiful. You know they are. Beautiful. You know they are. Beautiful. <laughs> Bring it on. No, I'm not just talking about the show. Know, our names are on the list for other reasons, too. Ah, <laughs> uh, whatever. Anyways. Most of these facilities have recently been built or restored old military bases or prisons. A subsidiary by KBR, which is a subsidiary of Vice President's Cheney Halliburton Corporation. Sons of bitches. All right. The Rex 84 program is what it's called, or at least what it used to be called, or what it... This is moniker, and I'm sure it's been updated by by now. Um, this REX 84 program was established on the reasoning that if a mass exodus of illegal aliens crossed the Mexican-U.S. border, they would be quickly rounded up and detained in detention centers by FEMA. REX 84 allowed military bases to be closed down and be turned into prisoners or prisons. But it now appears there are more domestic needs will be served by these detentions. So the reason it's called Rex 84 is because it was founded in 19, or started in 1984. I'm almost positive about that. The REX stands for something, but I don't have it in front of me. But yeah, it was its original state was or stated goal was to round up say a huge natural disaster or war happens or whatever in Mexico or Canada for that fact Canada's uh, Canadians are probably more dangerous anyways (laughs) so and they all come over here yeah it's places so that they can round them up bring them to these places sort them out keep the criminals there and put and truck the other ones out to some other facility Okay, is what its stated purpose was. I mean, this stuff that I'm talking about here is public knowledge of a plan that they put in place years ago. Wow. Operation Cable Splicer and Garden Plot are the two sub-programs which will be implemented once the Rex 84 program is initiated for its proper purpose. Garden Plot is the program to control the population. Cable Splicer 
is a program for an orderly takeover of the state and local governments by the federal government. FEMA is the executive arm of the coming police state. So, yeah, they added little stuff like that. I mean, they added little stuff like that, but they're facts about the names of the things and what their intended purposes are are correct. Sure. Um, Because this all came out in, you know, in documents from the government. Huh. Um, Cable Splicer is a program for orderly takeover of the state and local governments by the federal government. Yeah. Uh, the presidential executive orders already listed on the federal register are also part of the legal framework of the operation. So they have all these executive orders ready to go that any president can sign at any moment. And we'll get into those in a minute. Uh, the camps all have railroad facilities as well as roads leading to and from the detention facilities. Many also have an airport nearby. The majority of the camps also has a population of, t- or can house a population of 20,000 prisoners each. Damn. Currently, the largest of the facility is outside of Fairbanks, Alaska. The Alaskan facility is a massive mental health facility and it can hold approximately 2 million people. Good God, dude. And um, I was talking to a friend of mine earlier and I vastly underestimated my remembering of the amount of people these places can hold. Wow. Um, But yeah, so the one in Fairbanks is a massive complex on thousand plus acres of land that it, all these places that I've seen I've seen video of and the ones people claim they look like operational prisons from the outside. Yeah. They have the barbed wire and everything else and they have you know guard towers and guards out front and um, they'd have the rail depots come in and they have loading docks and it looks like a prison and, and they have deliveries of food and other stuff because they have to keep it stocked and rotated in case it's ever used and people that have actually approached these places have been stopped and the police and if they ask the guards what they were the guards always just said well this is an operational facility for a government blah 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 I was just going to ask what would happen if we maybe got pissed drunk and just sauntered up there what would happen <laughs> you know what I mean it do- I mean it depends on your how adamant you are of getting in there. I mean, if you just walk up like, hey, my tax dollars the guard, they'll probably just talk to you and like, just like keep you from entering. But if you you try to go in, my guess would be probably get fucked. uh, We would be sent off to one of these black sites. Nice. (laughs) Hey, at least we'd know then. We'd know exactly what goes on. We could put our minds at ease while we had the car batteries hooked up to our sacks. Yeah. So all of these, um, so I'll go through all of these uh, executive orders that were written and put in place and ready to go to be signed if needed. Yeah. And a lot of this stuff is is stuff that could be used for a good purpose if they need it, but it's all attached to this program originally. So that's why it gets. I mean, all of this stuff together starts showing just the the amount of control and power our government is ready to just rain down on us. That's what the whole point of this entire conspiracy theory is. 
that they can, no matter what we do, if we try to uprise and throw over our government, which we technically legally have the right to try and do, according to the Constitution, this was put into place not only for the people coming out of another country, but most of the people think that this was put in place to stop that from ever happening. If we ever try to organize and overthrow the government. So I'll just go through these executive orders, executive orders associated with FEMA that would suspend the constitution of the bill of rights. The following executive orders have been on record for nearly 30 years. I think this website's a little bit older. Yeah. It's closer to, now and could have uh, could be enacted at the stroke of a presidential pen executive order 10990 allows the government to take over all modes of transportation and control of highways and seaports okay executive order 10995 allows the government to seize and control the communication media so that's all communication media okay Executive Order 10997 allows the government to take over all electrical power, gas, petroleum, fuels, and minerals. Executive Order 10998 allows the government to seize all means of transportation, including personal cars, trucks, or vehicles of any kind, and total control over all highways and seaports and waterways. Okay. Executive Order 10999 allows the government to take over all food resources and farms. Executive Order 11000 allows government to mobilize civilians to work brigades under government supervision. 11001 allows them to take over all health, education, and welfare functions. 11002 designates the postmaster general to operate a national registration of all persons. 11003 allows the government to take over all airports and aircraft, including commercial aircraft. 11004 allows the Housing and Finance Authority to relocate communities, build new housing with public funds, designate areas as abandoned, and establish new locations for populations. 11005 allows the government to take over railroads, inland waterways, and public storage facilities. 11051 specifies the responsibility of the Office of Emergency Planning and gives authorization to put all executive orders into effect in times of increased internal tensions and economic or financial crisis. So, if we ever have that next huge bubble pop or stock market crash we had 100 years ago... yeah. All he has to do is sign that order, and all of the rest of it falls into place. That's specifically made for that kind of thing. And it's all on the president's discretion as to what a financial crisis actually is. Um, 11310 grants authority to the Department of Justice to enforce the plan set out in executive orders to institute industrial support to establish judicial and legislative liaisons, to control all aliens, to operate penal and correctional institutes, and to advise the and assist the president. 
11049 assigns emergency preparedness function to federal departments and agencies consolidating 21 operative executive orders issued over a 15-year period. This is fucking fascinating. Executive Order 11921 allows the Federal Emergency Preparedness Agency, which is FEMA, to develop plans to establish control over the mechanisms of production and distribution of energy sources, wages, salaries, credit in the flow of money in U.S. financial institutions in any undefined national emergency. It also provides that when a state of emergency is declared by the president, Congress cannot review the action for six months. The Federal Emergency Management Agency has broad powers in every aspect of the nation. That was added in, but uh, General Frank... So, yeah, they go into more detail on that one. But, yeah, that one basically... The president can sign it, and FEMA can do all of these things, and our... The rest of the government cannot review or take action for six months. It's almost a declaration of war yeah. against the United exactly. States because it's the exact same action. <clears throat> That's amazing. Huh. All right. There's a few other things, a few other acts that have been out there for a while that they can also use if they need to. <laughs> the National Security Act of 1947 allows for the... Sh- strategic relocation of industries, services, government, and other essential economic activities and to rationalize the requirements for manpower, resources, and production facilities. Uh, The 1950 Defense Production Act gives the president sweeping powers over all aspects of the economy. That's pretty vague there. Act of August 29, 1916 authorizes the Secretary of the Army in a time of war to take possession of any transportation system or transport for transporting troops, materials, or any other purpose related to an emergency. So, yeah, basically, and I mean, it doesn't surprise me that the president has at the power of his pen, if he thinks there's an emergency, that he can just take over all of this stuff. Yeah. The main fear is getting somebody in there that will do it for whatever reason they want because all of this stuff all of those things and can be signed at the president's discretion and his decision as to if it's an actual emergency or not so Trump <sighs> that's what I was just thinking Trump right there say, <laughs> god damn it technically I, I actually honestly i don't see him doing this okay but who knows we'll just I, use him as an example because he's the president right now let's get this straight somebody's gonna go way too far make fun of him way too much like saturday night live he's gonna get pissed off yeah. declare a state of emergency <laughs> no there's a very real thing that he can declare a state of emergency for and that would be he can technically declare a state of emergency because of the massive amount of immigration, we, illegal immigration we have coming from Mexico. Okay. He could justify that. And if he signs that one order, nobody can review him for six months. Six months. Yeah. That's the deal. You can get a lot done in six months, especially what? if you have the army <laughs> operating within the United States. 
Sweet, sweet. Oh, my goodness. So, you want to hear about where some of these camps are? I'm sure some of our I listeners do. want to know if there's I some do. in their I states. Know. I know this is in the United States and not necessarily for our international listeners, but hopefully they find it just as interesting. Yeah, for sure. And Alabama. I'm going to just go in order. And if, you know, this takes forever, I'll start skipping some or whatnot. In Alabama, Opelika, it's a military compound either in or very near a town so some of this stuff is just re- they take reports and put them on there like that. okay okay uh, Aliceville is a World War II German POW camp capacity of 15,000 Fort McLennan opposite <laughs> side of town from Army Depot so they don't really give a lot some of them give details some of them I'm just gonna say where they are Sure. Uh, Maxwell Air Force Base, civilian prison camp established under Operation Garden Plot, currently operating with support staff and small inmate population. So this one actually has a population of inmates there. Okay. Uh, Talladega has a federal prison satellite camp. Alaska, east of Anchorage, no roads, air and railroad access only, estimated capacity of 500,000. Damn. Elmendorf Air Force Base. Damn. It's a garden plot facility. Island Air Force Base is the alleged garden plot facility. Fort Wainwright is east of Fairbanks as well. And that's the one I think they believe has the one that can hold two million people close to it. Dude, that's so nuts. So <sighs> one of the facts I-, I thought it might have been in here, so I didn't mention it before. When I was going over this stuff when I was younger, just digging through everything and, and reading about it. Okay. They had verified an order from the government to a company that built them hundreds of train cars with shackles in them. And they were sent to that facility in Alaska for housing for future use if needed. Damn. So I'm sure they have this stuff everywhere, but I mean, what's the first thing you think of of train cars with shackles in them? <laughs> it's the first thing everybody thinks of. I think of go ahead, you know, Nazis. Yeah, I'm like go ahead, say it. Holocaust, Nazis, what have you? Uh, but they, I mean, obviously the government denies it, but these people are adamant that they found paperwork stating that this was actually ordered and fulfilled. Yeah. And those, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they're thinking that this might be a possibility. They want to be able to transport prisoners and train would be the easiest way. Okay. Um, in Arizona, Fort Hacha, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, 20 miles from Mexican border. Uh, Penal County on the Gila River is a World War II Japanese detention camp. Looks like it's been renovated. Uh, Yuma County, Colorado River, site of former Japanese detention camp as well. Um, Oh, it says this site has completely been removed according to a 1990 report. They need it. Really? Uh, Phoenix has a federal prison satellite camp. Florence, World War II prison camp, now renovated operational staff of 400 prisoners operating capacity 
of 3,500 prisoners possible. I wonder how they got the number of having actual prisoners in there. The Wickenburg That's... Airport, they say, is ready for conversion. What? I thought oh, they were going to give more God. details on some of this. That's freaking nuts, though. I'm going to just talk about the ones that have more detail. In Arkansas, Fort Chaffee has a new runway for aircraft, new camp facility with capacity of 40,000 prisoners, Pine Bluff Arsenal. This location also is repository for BZ nerve agent, which causes sleepiness, dizziness, stupor. Omitted use is for civilian control. That's within our driving distance. How I'm far is that? Be in Arizona in April or like, Arkansas in April. Okay, yeah, I was going to say Arkansas, but how far in to Arkansas are we talking here? I'm not sure. I mean, I'm going to be near the center of Arkansas in April, so sure. Maybe I can make a side trip to Fort Chaffee and get arrested. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Jerome, Arkansas. Site of World War II Japanese camps. Um, Closed air base now being used as a camp with wooden barracks that have been constructed at the location recently. Classic decorations, guard towers, barbed wire, high fences. Uh, Berryville, FEMA facility located east of Eureka Springs off 62. That's not very far into Arkansas. It's really not. Omaha. It's, yeah, Omaha, Omaha, Arkansas is also there. Northeast of Berryville near Missouri State Line on yeah. Highway 65 south of Old Wood Processing Plant. Huh. Possibly crematory factory. We got to go what? get a look at this from the outside. What? Yeah, we need to check this shit out now. California, Vandenberg Air Force Base, Norton Air First Base, Fort Ord, 29 Palms Marine Base, Oakdale, Terminal Island, Fort Irwin, McClellan, and Mather. Let's see. Some of these can house thirty to 35,000 people, and a lot of these are buildings that were going to be closed down but then renovated and now look like prisons interesting it's very interesting Uh, let's see I'm not going to go through all of these Um, if anybody out there wants information on this feel free to to call me or that's amazing man and I'll tell you what list you know this stuff is actually pretty easy to find once you know what you're looking for these kind of lists and stuff uh, Hawaii has some. I don't know why they would have to worry about illegal aliens crossing their borders, but it is a place that they could get people away from areas, you know? Yeah. I guess it'd be like similar to the to the ships. <laughs> Another place get close away. to us anyways, Illinois, uh Marseilles can hold up to 1400 prisoners. It's 75 miles west of Chicago. Scott Air Force Base, Chanute Air Force Base. Um, Iowa, no data available. So they're Ooh, there. You maybe just don't we're the know sh- they're there. Maybe we're like the shadiest of them all. Then, over here in Iowa, maybe yeah. So I'm gonna read the Kansas ones because it's where I live, and um, easiest drive for me. Leavenworth, U.S. Marshals Federal Holding Facility, U.S. Penitentiary Prison Camp, 
uh, McConnell Air Force Base Federal Death Penalty Facility. So they're talking about Leavenworth, the penitentiary up there. They claim yeah has has buildings that can be used in a time of need. Uh, Concordia, I've heard of this one. I should drive out there. World War II German POW camp used to exist at this location, but there is no facility there at this time. Yeah. Then why the hell do you have it on there? (laughs) Oh, Fort Riley, just north of Interstate 70, airport near city of Manhattan. That's a two-hour drive for me. El Dorado, federal prison converted into forced labor camp. Unicor Industries. So I've seen this in this information. There's a company out there called Unicor. Yeah. I think it's Universal Corrections. They oh. own a lot of these facilities, apparently. What the fuck, man? They, well, they're operating them. Yeah, okay. They don't own them. I mean, they're operating them. That makes sense. Uh, Topeka has 80 acres has been converted into a temporary holding camp. Serious. Why would it be temporary? <laughs> I don't know. That's so nuts. Uh, Missouri has Richard Gebauer's Fort Leonard Wood. Fort Leonard Wood, actually close to it, has a giant underground facility that some religious nut built a few years ago. Does it really? Yeah. So, I mean, they literally have almost 800 places listed here. So, if any of our listeners out there are interested. That is just amazing. I even have some stuff in Canada. Uh, wow! Then they then they list all these other things that, like possible locations, like things that could be it, um, but they're just hidden as like toxic waste dumps and unused airports and railhead <laughs> buildings and all these other things. They're saying could be camouflage for a facility like this but wow. well i mean what do you think of this overall stuff i mean this stuff comes they they throw in a lot of crazy with it well yeah of course they do but, but i've looked into this stuff and the executive orders are absolutely real the programs are absolutely real and Man. the facilities were it was put in place to to be a working operation so they gotta right. be doing something still man i don't know dude <laughs> i don't know i read this so is many fucking reports weird of just random back in the day i read so many reports of just random people that would run into these he's just out exploring sure or doing whatever just driving down the road and they'll uh that it, it's it's more than coincidence to me on a lot of it because they all have a lot of the same things and a lot of the same looks. Right. Right. So, and the fact that <sighs> they have one that could hold two million people and they ordered thousands of rail cars with shackles. <laughs> I mean, it's in Alaska. Unless Russia's going to invade Alaska or they're going to have Canada doing all of this stuff, what else could it be used for? We're going to be chained to a floor and our balls are going to be frozen on ice like that. <laughs> dog in uh, the movie with the one Joe guy. Dirt. Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt. Yeah. Well, that's going to be us naked no to a post back, in Alaska. I'm going to be in the cell next to you. If that happens, if that happens right before we freeze to death, I will say the L word to you. What is the L word that I want to hear? I'm not going to say that. Because oh. you know what it is. I know goddamn well what it is. You will tell me then 
It's going to take like a life or death fucking scenario. I I told you not too long ago that if you bought me a new computer, then I'd probably say it. Re- no, no, no. You said you'd probably <laughs> say it. There's always that little said. chance. No, 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 no. <laughs> I want you would definitively say it. That's All right, what- buy me a nice new computer and I'll say it. <laughs> I'm going to try this. <laughs> I have to have it in my hands and at home and set up and working. You can't just give me an empty box. Well, that's fucked, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a complete dick. Ugh. I'm just kind of a dick. Oh, my goodness. Good stuff, my friend. Good so it was pretty stuff. good last minute just pulling up stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I know Absolutely. there's a lot more information out there about this stuff. Freaky, so. though. It's just fucking weird. It's freaky. I don't know. All right. I tell you what. We should probably let the good people go. And uh, you guys enjoy. Let's see. Today would be Friday for our, our podcast listeners. And Wednesday evening for, <laughs> for the people on Facebook. Right? Is that how it is? Yes. Yeah, that's how it is. Okay. So I tell you what. You guys have a great rest of your week or weekend. (laughs) And we will talk to you very, very soon. Peace out. (laughs)